Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of 1 John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail those questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here's Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We are continuing in our study of the epistles of the Apostle John. We're in 1 John, and we're summarizing our study of 1 John. And so we have been talking about what we've learned in 1 John, and we've talked thus far about how God is presented in the epistles. He is light, he is love, he is righteous, he is life. In Second John, he's presented as truth, and in Third John, he's presented as being all good. Uh, and we had seven tests of our walk with God, which you'll have to refer back to the previous session uh, to see that, or to hear that at least. Now, let's look in um, 1 John 4, uh, verses 1 through 5, and verse 11. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, even now already is it in the world. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Drop down to verse 11 for just a moment. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And so we need a a belief by which to live. It's a creed by which to live. Uh, The Latin word was credo, C-R-E-D-O, which means I believe. And so we, in English, talk about creeds. Uh, And so we need belief. We need the right belief, the correct belief, if we're going to please God, because God is interested in what we believe and in how we act. But primarily, he's interested in what we believe because, as Christ himself told us, if we believe something in our heart, then it will come out and it will be seen in our lives. You cannot believe things that are untrue about Christ, false things, false teachings, and have fellowship with him at the same time. You just cannot do that. Uh, It is absolutely irresponsible and absurd to say that It doesn't matter what doctrine you believe or what faith you have in uh, Christ or how you believe what you believe or even 
what your belief is, it makes no sense for you to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you say, because I believe it sincerely. There are a lot of people who have sincere beliefs and they're sincerely wrong. They're sincerely lost. They're not hypocritical. They're sincere. But they're lost and on their way to eternity without God because you cannot please God just because you're sincere. You have to be sincerely right. You have to have faith in Christ. And you have to have sound teaching that you believe. Now, we know that the heresy of the false teachers during the Apostle John's time were denying the fact that Christ truly suffered on the cross and died, was buried, and rose again. They said it was uh, only a mystery, and he was just someone who came and someone who left. He appeared and vanished, but he was not God. How silly. You see, you can't deny the death of Christ on the cross and find a pardon for your sin. You can't deny the resurrection of Christ and enjoy the privileges of Christianity that are found living in Christ and found in a living Christ. You cannot deny that Christ is God and find any access to the Father because Christ himself said that he was the only way to God the Father. Your sin can start in your intellect. What do you believe? Christ wants to be our only teacher. What we believe determines how we act. So is a creed necessary? What do you think? John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him hath everlasting life. You see, life in Christ, Christianity if you will, is Christ-centered. If you take Christ out of Christianity, you've got nothing. If we believe not, we shall die, but if we believe, we shall live. Look at Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. There are many Christians who are spiritual babies. They're just little babies, and they're led astray with every new so-called wind of doctrine. They're susceptible to everything about them. When doubt fills their minds, they sink in despair. And so we need to test every religion if we're interested in other religions to see if they're true. John states the test very clearly in 1 John 4, verses 1 through 3. Beloved, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. 
And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now, already, is it in the world. So we need a right belief. Then what should we believe? Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. It's the first thing that we must be sure of. It's the first thing that we must know. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. God clothed his son, God himself, in human flesh. He took upon himself the form of a man that he might die in the place of a man. And he carried those sins, your sins and my sins, in his own body on Calvary's tree, the cross on Calvary. John says in his epistle, in his gospel, I should say, in uh, the gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now Christ lived on this earth just 33 years or so, but of course that's not his whole existence. Christ was with the Father from the very beginning, which means he was there from before the beginning as well. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to this earth on his first advent. It's called Christmas by many. But he didn't begin his life in the manger. He took upon himself the form of a man. And he remained on this earth those 33 plus years. He gave himself on the cross and died for us, for our sin, was buried and rose again. Then he went back to heaven where he came from. Think how Christ was received or not received on the earth the first time he came. John, in his epistle, chapter 1, verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. They did not think that this one in the flesh before their eyes was Almighty God. They called him a blasphemer when he claimed to be equal with God by saying, I and my Father are one. In We find that in the Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 30. And it was because he showed himself to be equal with God that they put him to death. They wouldn't believe that Jesus Christ was God come in the flesh. And so the first thing that we must do is believe that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Secondly, we must believe in the very deity of Christ that he is God the Son, the only begotten Son of the living God. According there in verse 22 of chapter 2 of 1 John, we see this, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. The Old Testament prophets told us the Messiah was coming, the angel chorus and that of the uh, showed that uh, and gave forth the information that the baby born in Bethlehem was the Messiah who was prophesied about. Simeon saw Christ uh, when he was a baby there in Luke chapter 2, 25 through 35. So we must believe in the 
godship, if you will, the deity of Jesus Christ. Then third, we must believe that God is love. Look at verse 8 in 1 John chapter 4. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so we know that God is love. For love is of God, God is love, herein is love, that he loved us, his love is perfected in us, we love him because he first loved us. This is John writing about love, and writing about Christ. You see, love turns our hearts away from ourselves, and our thoughts away from ourselves, and we look to others. We can't really love God without really loving others. It's impossible for us to love God if we do not love others. And he tells us about that. Uh, the love of God, of course, should influence us, us because God dwells within us. God lives within us. Look at verse 12 of John, 1 John 4. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. God dwells in us. God is love. Therefore, we should love as well. Now, the cross on Calvary was the only way God had of showing his heart. It's a picture of infinite love poured out in fullness. You see, Christ Jesus did not die to make God love humankind. Christ died because God had loved man always with an everlasting love, never failing love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Our salvation does not depend upon what we are, and I'm thankful for that. But our salvation depends upon what God is. And what are we told here in First John? We're told that God is love. And he first directed his love toward the individual. It's the individual who affects the community. It's the individual who affects the family. It's the individual who affects society. God is unseen, and there are many who need God's love. So we've got to show it to others. We've got to show them love. When we love, we become like God, more like him every day as we love. So we ought also to love one another. And then we must believe that Christ is our Savior. That's in 1 John chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Christ was sent to be, quote, the propitiation for our sins, because sin barred man from God's love. We remember Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, propitiation, in case you're wondering, is the satisfaction by God, uh, of God by Christ's death, the whole demand of the law upon the sinner was satisfied, 
and that is what propitiation means. Propitiation is the cause of life, for it is through the sacrifice of Christ that we have everlasting life. And we see that uh, throughout First John. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And that you find in 1 John chapter 5, verses 10 and 12. 10, 11, and 12. So we've said that love is the acid test. It's the supreme test of our faith in Christ. We know we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. The word love appears 80, uh, excuse me, 48 times in the first epistle of John. And uh, we know in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we find out more about love, so you might want to spend some time in that chapter. But we also know that he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Love is the first instinct of a heart that is remade by faith in Jesus Christ. We love him because he first loved us. That's the 19th verse of chapter 5. We love him because he first loved us. And of course, if we don't know God, we can't love. We need to show our love to Christ by loving one another. 1 John 4, 7. He who has love in his heart has fellowship with God. 1 John four sixteen. But where there's no love, there's no fellowship. 1 John four nineteen through 21. And then in 1 John chapter 5, as we finish our summarization, we see that there are rich rewards to be had by the Christian. And we find that with assurance of eternal life. In verse 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. It gives us the power of prayer. That's a rich reward. Look at verse 14 of 1 John 5, and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. There's the power of intercession as well in verse 16. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. And we have victory in verses 18, as well as in verses 4 and 5 of 1 John 5. Let's go to 4 and 5 first. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world... And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And then verse 18 of 1 John 5, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God 
keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Look at the word no in verses 12 through 20 of 1 John chapter 5. That's where we know, we know that John used no over 40 times in his epistle. True Christianity is more than a creed. It's something that can be known and felt. We know that Christ was made sin for us to take away our sins. We know that we passed from death unto life. We know that whatsoever we shall ask, we shall receive when we are in Christ and praying according to God's will. These are all assurances that are given to us. Do you know that you know that you know? Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the postal service, our address is the Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible Class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.